the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for listening today to The Covenant Word with Reverend John Eniameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas, where we are touching heaven and changing earth. Today's message is on faith to conquer storms. The gospel of Jesus Christ never promised us that we would not have trials and tribulations. Rather, he promised us that when we have it, he would see us through it. Having faith in God is the key to coming out of that storm on the other side jubilant. We must make sure that when that storm of life tests us, our faith would be strong enough not to fail. We must understand that in life we have storms and uncertainty, but we must learn to hold on to our faith in Jesus Christ. There are many challenges and obstacles around us, and only the faith we have in Jesus Christ will see us through. Now, what is faith? It is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. We must have that faith that even though it looks like we cannot make it, God will make it for us. We just need to stay on the right path and continue to obey God's commandments. Remember, faith without deeds is dead. James chapter 2, verse 26. Here is Reverend John with the rest of the message. I'll be teaching on what I titled, Faith to Conquer Storm. So that you are in the Christian faith does not absolve you of challenges, trials, tribulations, and storms. In fact, one of the signs that you are in faith is that your faith will be tested. If your faith cannot be tested, it cannot be trusted. Point number two, if your faith is tested and it fails, then it is fake. Someone say, Pastor, what do you mean that faith tested and it fails? Then why is it faith? Yes, it is very possible for faith to fail. It's very possible. It's almost like an automobile. An automobile, you expect that the normal thing about a car is that it should move, correct? Come on, talk to me. You expect that it should do what? It should move. It should move you from point A to point B. Nobody enters a car just to chill. You can go on your bed and you can chill. You can sit on the couch and chill. But if you enter your automobile... <laughs> With your keys, you expect that it should move you from point A to point B. But when it does it, that means something is not functioning. So it's very possible for your faith not to function properly. And one of the places you really need faith is in the storm. It's in the deepest challenges of your life. That is when you really need faith. As a matter of fact, when you look at all the... Weapons of warfare in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. 
Everybody hear me? 90% of them, right? 90% of them are more defensive. One of them, right, is offensive, which is the sword of what? Of the spirit, which is the word of what? Of God. In fact, why? 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 Because many of the challenges that will come to you, you should be able to stand. The Bible says, haven't done all to do what? To stand. Why will he say, haven't done all to stand? Because he expects that no matter what the devil throws your way, you shouldn't fall. And one of those weapons is what? The shield of faith to extinguish the fiery darts. So, when the enemy is shooting arrows at you, one of the things you can use to wage wars, to protect, to shield yourself, is your faith. Because the devil will shoot arrows. But I believe God, it will not come into your life. Somebody shout a big amen. I know somebody say again, why can it fail if it's faith? Let me show you as before we go into the story. In Luke chapter 22, Jesus was speaking. In Luke chapter number 22 and verse 32. Luke, remember I told you this Bible study and I'm teaching. Luke 22. Who is speaking here? Jesus. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus said, I have prayed. He was talking to Peter. Jesus said, I have prayed for thee. That what? That thy faith fail not. That means it is possible for your faith to fail. It's very possible. So at that point. Points when Peter denied Jesus, his faith failed. His faith failed. His faith failed. So Jesus had to pray for Peter that his faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen what? Thy brethren. So a man whose faith has failed will discourage brethren. There are so many people that are in church that discourage other believers. They, their faith has failed. You just don't know. They are churchgoers, but their faith has failed. They are experienced what we call spiritual power failure. They come to church. They come to church. One of the signs to know if your faith has failed is that you come to church, but your disposition is against everything about the word of God. Everything, you have an opposition. You have some type of a, a defensive mindset. They raise money, oh, they raise money too much. Somebody speaking, oh, the tongues is too much. You know, they pray, but we always pray. Anytime you see yourself being critical of spiritual things, know that your faith is experienced failure. And you cannot strengthen anybody because when you hang around people, instead of you to inspire them, you cause them to aspire. Have you ever seen pastors that at one point in time, they were the people encouraging people. Then after a while, those pastors now, they criticize every other pastor. Every pastor, is, every pastor has a fault. Every pastor's book has a problem. Every pastor's doctor. I've seen people like that. Anytime you see them, know that their faith has failed. That is why the Bible says every man should walk out his own salvation. Some people come to church because of other people. If you come to church because of other people, if their faith fail, your faith will fail. Jesus said, I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. And when thou art strong, 
strengthen other brethren. You know why that is important? Because there are some people that depend on your being in faith to stay strong in faith. Whether you like it or not. That's why every man must take heed for themselves. You cannot live your life, brother Goke, like it's my life alone. No, it's not your life. There are people that are inspired by you. There are people that are encouraged by you. There are people that God has you, raised you so that their faith may be strong. Whether you like it or not, if I wasn't called today by the grace of God, many of you would not be here. So what if I said, you know what, I'm going to do my own thing? Yes, you may have been saved, but maybe you will not be here. So that tells me that it's important that I stay strong in faith because there are people's destinies that are connected to mine. When Peter went a fishing, do you know what happened to the rest of the disciples? Everybody said, we are going with you, including Matthew that was a tax collector. Matthew changed his profession and said, I'm going fishing with you. That's why Jesus quickly said, oh, no, 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 no. I got to save Peter because Peter is very important for this ministry. In the name of Jesus, may God keep you. I wish, your, I wish your amen was going to be very strong. I say may God keep you. That is why, listen to me, that is why you understanding your place in the body, you cannot be self-centered in the decisions that you make. It's not about you. Sometimes, let me be honest with you, even me, pastor, I don't want to come. Oh, some of you are laughing. Some days, I tell myself, oh, today is Wednesday. Jesus. Everybody's coming wanting to receive a word. Me too. I want to receive a word. But when I'm coming, I'm, I'm not just coming to receive. I'm looking for what to give. I don't know whether anybody understands what I'm trying to say. So the onus is upon me to make sure that my faith is strong. Because there are other people that God has. Do you know, let me tell you, if you don't need to be a pastor for your faith to be strong. You need your faith to be strong as a believer in the kingdom. Tell you my faith must be strong. Say it again, my faith must be strong. As a believer in the kingdom. Somebody shout a big amen. Again, like I told you, storms of life will come. Tell you about storms will come. What is a storm? A storm is a tumultuous situation or a condition or a season. It can be short, it can be long. But the, the news about it is tumultuous. It's a situation or a condition that is not pleasant. What is faith? Faith is complete trust and confidence in God. Where your faith is anchored, believing that he is your protector, your keeper, your sustainer, and your God. Now, when people go through tough situations and storms, when their faith is solid and anchored in God, and they overcome that situation, God justifies them by faith. So the reason why God sends storm your way is not to break your faith, but to justify your faith. The best way I can describe it is when you as a student go through an exam, when you finish the exam, do you come out of that exam feeling like you know what you are talking about? Do you do that? Come on, talk to me. Do you do that? When you pass the exam, do you feel like you know your stuff? Okay. A nurse or a doctor that graduates from school after graduation, why do they make you take the board exam? It's to find out 
If you really know your stuff, if you pass the exam, what do they do to you? They give you a license to practice. If you fail the exam, are you a doctor? Yes. If you fail the exam, are you a nurse? Yes. You, you have the degree. You just don't have the license. Thank you for listening to The Covenant Word with Reverend John Anyameke of Bethel Covenant Assembly of God in San Antonio, Texas. To know more about us, visit us at BethelCovenantAG.org. Here's Reverend John continuing with the message. Many people are believers without license. They speak the language. They speak Christianese. But their, their faith is not justified yet. Now listen to me. Is it possible that when doctors are talking, oh, you know this disease, the pattern and the symptoms, oh, they say this, by this pattern and symptom, it's malaria. Is it possible they are correct? Very correct. But can they prescribe if they fail the exam? No, no, no. Talk to me, please. Can they prescribe? No, they can't prescribe because they did not pass the exam to justify their knowledge. So knowledge that is not justified cannot practice. It doesn't matter whether you understand the situation. Sometimes God will not trust you in that situation except your faith has been justified. Is somebody hearing me? That's why you discover we are two believers. Both of us prayed. How come this one got the answer? Me, I didn't get. Because your faith is not justified yet. And it is God that justifies. Is somebody hearing me? And the justification is not by you. The justification is by him. He's the one that looks at your faith and knows whether your faith is strong. I say this. Someone was telling me this. Please stay with me. I told you it's a teaching. Someone was telling me this. Say, look, you know what? God can give you power. You ask for power, he'll give you power. You say, oh God, I want to do miracles. He can give you miracles. But there are some things in God. God will must have tested you first. And know that your faith, you have been justified before he can trust you. That's why and one of those things in being able to build for him. David he was a good man. He was a man after God's heart. But there was a test he failed. And God said, you know what? When you look at the blood test, you failed it. Your hands are soiled with what? With blood. You can't build for me. I'd rather have Solomon Eh? It doesn't matter whether I'm man or half, man after my heart, man or not after my heart. If you like, sing 151 songs. You can't build for me. Solomon, we build. And that is God's verdict. Let me tell you, God rates every one of us differently. Never judge yourself by another man's way of life. Many people come to church looking, oh, brother Emmanuel and sister Esther, so this is the way they do. Me, I will do like that. If you do like that, you will never pass the test. Because God rates every man individually. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Oh. If you hear me, say amen. amen. No, no, say it loud, very loud. If you hear me, say amen. Okay, what did I say about justification? Therefore, Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore, being justified by what? Please help me. Who is there? Romans chapter 5 verse 1. Therefore, being justified by what? We now have what? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone look at this. 
by whom also we have what? Access. So it is only justified faith that gives you access. There's a dimension in God you cannot access except your faith is justified. It doesn't matter how long you come to church. Someone that has been coming two years and their faith is justified. We get answer more than a deacon that has been coming 40 years and faith not justified. Being justified by faith. The Bible says we don't have access by faith into the grace. So you can discover that the dimension of grace people operate in is directly proportional to the amount of justified faith. If you like all of us touch the altar. How many do you touch? Touch three times. Me, I touch five times. <laughs> it's not, it's not by, is somebody hear what I'm saying? It's not by the touching, it's by the justification of your faith that is proven by God when God tests you that gives you access to grace. If you go back and read Romans chapter 4, the Bible says it is of faith that it may be by grace. Of which Abraham was able to obtain the promise. Because God tested Abraham first for grace to be released. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Stay with me, please. Leave it. We're in Bible study. Wherein we stand justified and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Go to the next verse. Go, go, go. And not only so, but we also glory in what? In tribulations. That tells you it's not palatable situations. So when you are going through tough times and you are saying, Lord, why am I going through tough times? And you pray. There are some tough times that you cannot pray away. You have to pass through. Did you hear what I'm saying? You didn't hear me. If you like weep, that enclex, you, you must write it. If, am I correct, sir? Oh, Lord, let this cup pass over me. You shall drink it. If you doubt me, Jesus said, Father, ah. Jesus cried in the Garden of Gethsemane. He cried that to the extent that his sweats became like blood. Eh? I think they called it in science hemophoresis. You, you cry to the extent that your, all the capillaries in your blood vessels begin to squirt blood into the sweat gland. And the blood, that, that is the highest level of agony. You know what Baba God said? The father said, Jesus, we drink it. <laughs> this, you, you, the only way to become king of kings and lord of lords is through the cross. And he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Your, some faith will not grow except you go through tough times. I'm sorry, I, I hate to, I hate to bust your bubble. It doesn't matter the amount of anointing oil. You see, like I told you, I'm teaching you this thing. If you like, let it be genuine olive oil from Jerusalem, Bethsaida. I don't care. You pour it, you are anointed, but you will go through the problem. And you are not. <laughs> so let me tell you. There are some problems you cannot pray away. What you should ask God for is the grace. 
to go through it. That's why I told you that my grace is sufficient. You say, Pastor, Paul told God, please, will you allow, look, this turn. Take <laughs> this turn, this one. I can take every other turn, but this one ain't going nowhere. Sometimes God will allow, everybody hear me. God will allow you go through situations in your life to keep you humble. Why did God, if Paul could pray, why did he not pray the trial away? God told him, you will appear before Caesar. Forget. But one thing is, you will not die. So as far as he was concerned, it didn't matter what storm, whether it was rain, whether it was wind, Paul was confident. This is what you should know. When you have your faith in God, it doesn't matter what the situation is. You already know what the outcome will be. Point number one from this story. One of the ways a person can... Ex- you know, yes, we're talking about faith in the midst of a storm. If you ask me, one of the ways not to enter a storm is that don't find one. Did you hear me? One of the ways not to pray deliver me from evil is run away from evil. Excuse me, am I correct? One of the ways not to get into trouble is to don't find one. Tell you about don't look for trouble. Listen to me. There's a way you can see trouble coming. Some people think they have power. You can fight. There are some problems and battles. Please, everybody, I hope you know we're in Bible study. I'm not making you jump. There are some problems and battles you, you need to run. Don't, don't go there. One of the things I learned as a pastor earlier in life is that you must learn to pick your battle. I'm walking with the pastor. I say, Pastor, you must do something. I say, I must not do something. <laughs> I must not. No, no. Don't let nobody. Are you is somebody hearing me? Don't let nobody make you do something that you have no business doing. Did you hear me? Sometimes when I'm driving on the road. Are you getting blessed tonight? No, talk to me. Are you getting blessed tonight? Sometimes I'm driving on the road. You know, some people who I'll just drive. It's the one that I'm driving. You are struggling with the road with someone and they hit you. Let me tell you. You want the road? I go. Because where I'm going, if you hit me, I cannot go there. That's when the policeman comes and says, Who hits who? Then you'll not be arguing. And you know, sometimes when you are mad, your accent will come out. You hit me. He said, No, I didn't hit you. You cannot speak. In the middle of it, he said, The Lord, God will judge you. God will judge you. <laughs> don't have any business. Don't have any. I will pray for you. Don't, leave, don't pray for them. When you could have, when you could have allowed right of way, you want to drive fast, please go. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Okay. Like I said, the first thing you want to do in life 
If you say, oh, how can God help me in the midst of a storm? Don't find one. Don't get into one. I want to let you know, left for Paul, Paul had no business with the storm. It was just that he, he wasn't under his control. Thank you for listening today to Reverend John teach us on faith to conquer storms. He taught us that being a child of God does not keep us away from the trials and tribulations of life. The storms of life will come. However, how we handle it is what matters the most. Reverend John taught us that if that storm of life comes and we fail, then that faith is not real. Let us have faith and trust in God and God will see that storm of life will not swallow us. Yes, faith is easy to maintain when things are going well. It is when the storm comes that we find ourselves looking at our lives and wondering if we did the right thing being in Christ. Reverend John has taught today that we must stand firm and have faith in God and see him work his miracles. Join us next week for another exciting an important message. If you feel this message has blessed you, let us know. Visit us at BethelCovenantAG.org or visit us on one of our social media platforms. God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.